This is The Paul List, daily analysis and critical engagement with comics and culture. I'm Two Ply on Twitter at T-W-O-P-L-A-I. Every day I dialogue with a comic book. My perspective is as a cultural critic, academic, and teacher and preacher. So I always try to be analytical. Sometimes I get a little philosophical. Sometimes I get a little bit spiritual. But since I do analysis of a comic's work each day for 20 minutes, I do get into the details, so I always suggest that you read the work first, whether you buy it from a retailer or get it digitally. Yes, that is a spoiler warning. All right, let's dig deep. Hey folks, it's Monday, June 27th, and this is our Monday Marvel, uh, a day when we cover a Marvel comic. And our comic today is Power Man and Iron Fist, number five. And in the previous sentences, I totally lied, because today is not Monday, June 27th. In fact, it's Tuesday, June 28th when I'm recording this, which means that my attempt to do a daily podcast um, has already, within its first week, fallen off the tracks. Um, So my apologies for that. If any of you are following and listening right now, which by the stats from SoundCloud, nobody yet, but that's okay, because I'm still getting this off the ground. And so if we do eventually go public with this, in a larger way, uh, and start, and I try to start publicizing. This is all back catalog, um, but I missed a couple of days. Life happened. Um, Saturday was our Saturday Super Friend. I talked about Flash number one. You can go back and listen to that episode. Sunday is supposed to be our Sunday scholarship, and I want to talk about comic scholarship. And I was excited. I was ready. We were going to talk about Bending Steel, Superheroes and Modernity by Regalado. Um, I'm going to save that for this coming Sunday because I don't want to get too far behind. As I said, it's already Tuesday, and I got to. Uh, go back and do the Monday Marvel, which is this episode here, and then uh, and then eventually uh, today hit the Tuesday trade, um, which I intend to later on today. Um, the, but the Monday Marvel is where we cover a Marvel comic, uh, usually a single issue, but I'll probably talk about either the series as a whole or the Marvel line as a you know in broad. Um, I thought about picking something connected to the Civil War II event that's going on. Um, I'm keeping up with it, uh, but I have to say I, I I was not that into what's going on and decided to instead to cover what is a, a one-shot. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist is um, in its fifth issue written by David Walker. Uh, the, tip, the usual artist who's also the cover artist in this case is Sanford Green. And, um, you know, Green and Walker have... Um, the 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 credentials, the experience to write a really good Luke Cage, and um and I and I think uh, also a really good uh a Danny Danny Rand a really good <coughs> oh excuse me sneeze got to edit that out uh a really good Iron Fist as well um and I'll talk a little bit about why that's really kind of why I wanted to pick this up this uh, issue to talk about today but it's a one shot the Pirate Man and Iron, Iron Fist series has been um a lot of fun there's definitely a, a unique and uh, contemporary flavor that's brought to it and some of that um some of the reasons for that flavor I think are actually brought out into the open in this issue um and namely there is something going on here that is a fusion of I think a lot of elements of black culture, um, African American culture, and then a lot of things that are uh, uh, elements of Asian culture or Asian American culture. And um, for shorthand, you might call this a Wu Tang sensibility if you are, you know, aware of the Wu Tang Clan, um, or or you might call it a Blasian sensibility, um, a Black and Asian kind of uh, uh, 
overlap where the things that um, are resonant in each culture, especially from a certain time period, come together um, in a, I think, a really nice fusion. Um, that's sort of the original, originary DNA of Power Man and Iron Fist was, you know, a very 70s um, rooted connection of a character who very much came out of the black exploitation culture, uh, being uh, Luke Cage or, or Power Man, and then another character who came very much out of the sort of um, kung fu culture, uh, kung fu movies culture of the the seventies, and um, both a, a kind of exploitation that can be critiqued, and yet um, I think members of both communities found in uh, in that kind of cultural production a source, a means of um, reappropriating for themselves um, their own um, a- agency, positionality to speak to define and to um to maximize and exploit um the uh, you know not maybe not black culture per se or asian culture per se but how um each is perceived in the public imagination in the in of america and so um power man and iron fist in its in in, in all of its iterations has always uh had to negotiate the particular politics of whatever of its day vis-a-vis the politics of its originary time and um, I think uh, what Walker and uh, Sanford Green have done in this case uh, has uh, you know in this run in this series has done that um, in a way that's very apropos of our time and um, sort of our racial politics and and our racial discourse of the time Uh, to come to the story, it, it is a one-shot. There was a, a four-issue arc that preceded this where um, these two part once partners, you know, the, our quote-unquote heroes for hire, as it was previously called, uh, as the team, as the pairing was previously called, ha- has kind of come back together. You know, Luke Cage is, of course, married with child to um, Jessica Jones. Uh, Danny Rand uh, kind of pokes his head in, and, and there's a sort of will we or won't we get back together as a team um, as part of the storyline of the previous arc. I won't go into much detail of the previous arc, but I think that there was some open negotiating and wrestling and discussion about the cultural um, background, the cultural um, interplay of these characters, and also of, of the time that they were created and, and, and the times today. Um, but I think one way to exemplify this fusion culture that I'm talking about is, is in analyzing Sanford Green's art which, um, you know, Marvel in the last few years has really gone away from a house style and invited the diverse kind of artistic voices that are out there and um, and really incorporated them in, in wonderful ways into their um, shared universe. So, you know, just compare the, the art of, say, uh, Gabriel Walta in the Vision series that's going on right now and how um, different that looks from say the art that's going on in extraordinary x-men by umberto ramos and how different that is from uh the kind of stuff that you might see in uh old man logan um by andrea sorrentino on art and it's just um such contrasts and i I think it's wonderful i think that we are more capable than ever as readers of being able to handle these very distinctive tones and and voices. Um, these are all sound metaphors for visual things, I know. But uh, these very different tones and voices existing within a common universe. So that's one aspect of, I think, what is happening culturally in the uh, semiotics of the art 
um, Green in particular, who I, I believe is an African-American artist, has elements of, uh, you know, street art or graffiti art in his in his design and the way that he um, draws. There's also elements of um, animation, even uh, anime or manga kinds or, or Asian uh, originated uh, art styles. There's um, and it's just dynamic. It's um, exaggerated. You know, Luke Cage always looks huge <laughs> you know his proportions are huge um iron fist is impossibly lithe uh but you know appropriately so um bruce lee in a cartoonified form and um there's just a combination of solid craft so that the storytelling doesn't get lost and i think sometimes people who try to appropriate um uh, you know, sort of urban art, street art styles into comics have a hard time translating it into the basic rules of the visual language that um, that have underpinned the way that we've come co- become conditioned to read comics. Sanford Green, on the other hand, does that really, really well. Um, now, having said that, th- he's not the artist on this issue. The artist is uh, Flaviano, single name. Uh, I he sounds. I'm not familiar with him or her. Uh, sounds like the. Uh, the model for a romance book cover. <laughs> but um, Flaviano's art um, is in the same vein, same ilk, same tenor as um, as Green's. And I think it's it's really beautiful to behold. And so um, on, on its own merits, it's really, it's really wonderful and has that similar style. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at one picture of, of, of the pair and, you know, Iron, <laughs> Iron Fist is literally one third the width of uh of power man and i think and that's perfect that's awesome um you know any couple you're going you want to have the uh the right amount of contrast so that they're they're good foils for each other just a storytelling you know uh uh rudimentary storytelling rule um but in this case each is attached of course to a certain cultural background and so to go back to what i was saying about this wu-tang sensibility that there are Mm, there, there's a way which the, um, as I said, mostly in the public imagination, the cultural imagination, the um, the the black hero of the '70s and the Asian origin hero of the '70s um, have a similar position of being both on the margins and uh, materially um, disenfranchised in some senses um, or, or disempowered, but on the other hand, having a uh, uh, a, a cultural manifestation that's um uh you know adored revered heroized lionized in the zeitgeist uh in the form of your bruce lees and in the form of your say shaft and um and what you make of that as in my case an asian american or as an african-american person you know is is i think open to a lot of different possibilities um you know, one of the possibilities is to critique it. Uh, it's is to shun it, is to resist it, and and so if you're an actor in Hollywood and you um, an Asian American actor, and and the only roles you get considered for are ones that involve kung fu, you know that's gotta um, that's gotta hurt our sense of humanity. I don't know kung fu for one. Uh, nobody looking at me would would guess that uh, I was anything other than maybe a Sammo hung. <laughs> you know, an out of nowhere, totally shocking Kung Fu master. Um, but in reality, no, I'm not. Um, uh, many things that uh, aren't often publicly presented about Asian American men. Um, another reaction that's possible is to embrace it and to uh, to use it as a source of 
empowerment as a source of um, uh, achieving a voice to take that platform of being, say, um, a kung fu capable uh, male, Asian male, or, or Asian female, and um, and using that as a as a position as a position from which to leverage your you know your sense of belonging or your your humanity or your perspective um and i think that's uh that's why iron fist is is able to be embraced um now can't talk about the cultural politics of iron fist without addressing the fact that danny Rand is not asian uh and and you know another fact that both um black characters and asian characters share in the marvel universe is that um in their appropriation you you're obviously aware in the 60s and 70s that you are appropriating um from what is at that time uh, the culture of another um and yet you know you want to bank you you want to profit off of that you want to um maybe honor it or at least um share enthusiasm for it and at and uh, at the same time recognize that you you know marvel comics honestly i don't remember who the original creators of of both characters are but you know you marvel comics of the 1970s have to say this is not something we know from within and so you know i think of the creation of wakanda who's of course which is of course affiliated with um black panther and um and kunlun which is the sort of the the you know martial arts origin of iron fist as these um you know in contrast to say brooklyn um as these fictionalized constructs that represent for us our idealized um you know form of africa or asia and um and in similar ways to the superheroes themselves there's a lot that can be embraced and celebrated about that and then there's a lot that is um that is horrible um if you tease out its implications which i won't do here um both characters live in that uh, in, in that status of quote unquote outside uh, uh, cultures within the um, what has been and um, in some ways persists as a, a very whiteness filled uh, and whiteness um, uh, normed culture of Marvel superhero comics. Uh, having said that, what Walker and Green, and in this case Flaviano, are able to accomplish is the celebratory fusion, again, of black and Asian in this context um, where uh, you're really able to leverage a voice. So to to come back to the, the story of the issue itself, um, what we have is, is a one-shot tale that basically is about, you know, the, a very typical superhero happening where the pair uh, confront um a power fist villain uh, manslaughter marsdale who <laughs> so power fist's power of course is that he has impenetrable skin and i guess manslaughter marsdale who i wasn't familiar with before this to be honest um feels no pain so and they're and they're both drawn as gi- gigantic uh guys and so anyway he is i guess shaking shaking down a hot dog vendor um for 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 money and um the two heroes arrive on the scene to to protect him but i important to note that the whole story is told through the lenses of various callers into a radio show and the radio show is called the yo jimbo show which is another uh i think hilarious and and awesome example of this um of this wu-tang sensibility of this blasian 
uh, fusion going on because uh, Yojimbo, of course, is Japanese for, huh, I'm blanking. Something like a ronin, ronin uh, samurai, but with a specific status. Of course, you know, most familiar to me because of Usagi Yojimbo. I can't remember exactly what Yojimbo means, but uh, the the name of this radio show is Yo Jimbo because Jimbo is your radio DJ. Sort of looks like a youngish Samuel Jackson um, with a with a do rag, and he's he's on the mic. Um, African American, if I left that out, uh, and and so. He's taken in callers who are calling in about being witnesses to this battle between, you know, our heroes and, and Manslaughter Marsdale. And, you know, the points of view include a, a witness on with a cell phone and uh, the hot dog vendor himself. And then the, the villain himself calls in and makes some threats. And, um, and then, of course, our heroes want to get the story right. And so they go into the studio and they narrate their version of events. This kind of narrative where it's the same story being told from multiple perspectives, of course, has been done in a, in a number of places, but probably most famously the um, Kurosawa film uh, uh, Rashomon, uh, you know, famously told the same story from the vantage point of, of several different witnesses. And, and so each witness lends a different perspective to it. Um, the relationship between um, black culture and uh, and even hip hop culture specifically, or or black exploitation films, and um, the sort of kung fu movie, samurai movie, uh, you know, manifestation of Asian culture in 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 the United States, um, well documented. Uh, I don't have on hand the things to cite, but definitely can be found in cultural histories, and uh, remains, I think, a a really um, kind of an endless fountain for for black and Asian and people of, of mixed uh, descent to link up to the ways that even in a, in a marginalized status within American culture, um, you know, there is this endless and empowering possibility of agency of being able to say, I'm going to make of my character. I'm going to make of my representation. What I, what I choose. I mentioned this and I never actually got into it the the problematic aspect of danny rand being in fact a a a white character um in fact not only that a white character who goes into an asian land trains among them and then magically becomes somehow the um you know best kung fu fighter among all of the sea of nameless and faceless asian uh uh individuals um problematic and of course i think Recently, it's come up because the uh, the Netflix series for Iron Fist was being casted, and there was a whole campaign on social media and otherwise that they would cast an Asian or an Asian American Iron Fist, and of course they they wound up not. And uh, I won't go into where I stood on it. I think it was a lost opportunity, in short, but um, but not the end of the world um, for those of us concerned with Asian American representation in media. Um, I have problems with Iron Fist. Um, but I also can appreciate, hmm, as with all of these things, as you might guess from what I've said so far, the, the chance to, um, to take something that was a, a wound and to use it as a, a way to, um, hold the, um, the history into account 
but in a playful way, in a way that is um, engages the imagination, that's entertaining. I don't short sell that. I, I don't think it's, it's not the politics of redistribution. It's not an apology for internment camps uh, or, or reparations for slavery, but it is um, a foothold in the culture, a means of pushing. And I don't, um, I don't short, I don't want to short sell any of those means of pushing. I think they're all necessary. And I think what Marvel is doing, maybe fair to say what Walker and, and company are, are up to in, um, creating this power man iron fist is to say yes we can explicitly engage in the cultural politics that we need to and talk about uh how race and class play out simultaneously we can tell a really fun superhero story that you can hand to a 12 year old kid of whatever ethnic background and start laying the bricks of the or or maybe continue adding on to the bricks of cultural change of different perceptions of who we can be and who we are as Asian Americans, as African Americans, as people of color, really as um, as as uh, participants of whatever background in the um, American cultural landscape. So I um, I love what this comic book is doing. Uh, it's fun. Um, the story is fun. Uh, the the art is is really fun to look at. Um, there's some funny plays on the fantastic car the version of the fantastic force fantastic car that danny rand um you know modifies and soups up for himself that is that plays a role in the story um i think they um you know it's a breezy one shot to read um but as a as an instantiation of what marvel and i gotta say to their credit i think has done much better than dc um, has done in appropriating, and I do say appropriating and sometimes exploiting, but I don't mean those words purely negatively, um, as you can tell by what I've said, um, in, in exploiting and appropriating um, aspects of Asian American and African American culture. I think what they're doing is um, is furthering a hybrid sensibility that comics are a space, comics maybe I'd say even more than other media for various reasons I won't go into are a space where this kind of hybrid sensibility is possible, is celebrated, is enjoyed. Um, and, um, and I'm down with that. I, I appreciate that. Um, in the end, uh, is, does what Marvel, um, tries to do with its superheroes and with this, uh, various kinds of reappropriations of culture you know, I, I'm I'm always interested in what Axel Alonso has to say about um, even recently when there were um, some uh, critics who were were ready to boycott Marvel's announcement of their new line because of a, a dearth of African American creators, while um, you know, um, in the negative sense, exploiting uh, African American culture by doing a hip hop covers series, um, and then Marvel, you know, sort of pulled out of its back back pockets this title um Ta-Nehisi Coates on uh, Black Panther several other titles um and I don't know if it was to the satisfaction of those critics or not but point being that um uh, I think Marvel revels in being able to say we're being responsible accountable maybe even um you know on the frontier in terms of 
comics superhero representation and diversity are they uh i mean in my judgment um some is better than none and i think they are doing some really inventive things and i and as i was saying earlier the the diversity of tones is i can see it and i can feel it and i can and I, and i can enjoy it honestly more than what dc does um sometimes dc is great sometimes dc feels a little token um but uh but i think we still have some honest discussion to go and um and uh but i think work like this gets us there a little closer um uh, as always past the clock and i have so much more to say but got to discipline this a little bit. So I just want to thank you for joining me. Thanks for your forbearance. If you've been waiting for uh, the, the Monday episode, haha. Uh, actually, this act this does make it a full round now that we've gone around the week, despite skipping the Sunday scholarship book, because we started with um, a Tuesday trade. Uh, nope, no, I'm looking at my notes. We didn't. We started with a Wednesday wide world of comics, which was Esteban the Whaler. So. After today, uh, assuming that I get the Tuesday trade up, we'll have done almost a full week. Uh, I'm getting there. Pretty soon I'm going to have to pay for the SoundCloud upgrade that allows me to upload this many hours of audio. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. Um, you can actually also check out the Comics Alternative podcast where I just did a review episode. I'm not usually on the podcast, but um, I was invited to do a re review episode with one of the two guys with PhDs talking about comics. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to Multiversity Comics where I haven't completed the pieces that I'm working on yet. Sorry about that, guys, if you're listening. Um, you can check me out there as a columnist. Um, and this is not gone anywhere yet. I have to talk to those guys and uh, see if this is going anywhere, um, see if they're okay with it. Um, as I said, there's a lot of other things in my life, and um, I'm doing this daily thing because I need something to ground my thinking about um, comic books and um, and so you listener I, I thank you for for indulging me <laughs> alright I'll see you next time